everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Well, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. Today, I am super excited to be with my special guest, Kenya S. Almer. She is a certified life coach, a forthcoming author, and she's a speaker and a teacher. A single mom of 20 years, she has a heart for the single parent. It's in Kenya's DNA to serve, empower, and encourage women who are trying to juggle it all. Can I hear an amen from some of the women out there? Her mission is to help women cut out the drama and distractions to get on the road to their destiny. Through a series of relationships, Kenya saw destructive patterns, looked deep inside, and began to concentrate on the one, meaning herself, instead of looking for the one, a man. Now drama-free and healed, Kenya stresses the importance of chasing Jesus and teaches women how to recognize the diversions that are designed to take them out and keep them off track. Her coaching program called From Drama to Destiny, events and products are all designed to help eliminate the chaotic and crazed hamster wheel syndrome, the cycle of toxic relationships and self-inflicted drama, preventing women from pursuing and living in their God-given purpose. She resides near me in the Washington, D.C. area with her comical daughter, Sydney, who just graduated summa cum laude from the George Washington University. To learn more and connect with Kenya, visit her at singlemamawithnodrama.com. Welcome, Kenya. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. So excited to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm in Virginia, so we're like, we're neighbors. We're going to have to get together and have lunch soon after this pandemic. We will. Please, let's make that happen. We have to. <laughs> I love it. You know, we met through a mutual friend online. This is our first time meeting in person, but I actually was a part of a conference that you were a speaker at. And I just love what you deposited in us and just the way that you so evident, the way you love women and want to see them become all that God wants them to be. So we are kindred spirits with that. Thank you so much. Okay. I'm going to cry now. Oh, (laughs) thank you. And I'm looking at you. So if you're watching this on YouTube, I would never believe you look like you could have just graduated from college with summa cum laude. I don't know how in the world you have a daughter at that age. (laughs) So I want to hear all the things. I want to hear your story. I didn't share all the pieces. So let us know kind of the winding story that was your life and how you went from, I know, a drama kind of filled life to a drama free life. I really want to know how God has worked in your life. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to share to whoever will listen. (laughs) So I was um, a... uh, I would say a good girl, <laughs> quote unquote, good girl. I got good grades. I was a uh, valedictorian. I really don't tell anybody that now. <laughs> wow. And I went away to college and uh, I met uh, a gentleman. And long story short, he was my boyfriend for all of my years there for, for the whole four years. And uh, I would say about a couple of years after that, uh, we had a daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's my 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 child now, who is twenty years old. Now, we were together probably about I would say eight years, wow. and marriage came up, and you know we we did get engaged, but he told me that he wasn't ready to get married, 
when we were living together. And now that's something that I would never, ever do shack up, but I did. I knew better, but did it anyway, because there was a baby on the way and I had a ring on my finger. Hmm. Doesn't matter. I mean, I I look back at that woman and I shriek at her, (laughs) but it's okay because I'm able to tell this story now. Amen. So, I, you know, I was devastated, of course. Um, it was the the day that I tried on wedding dresses that he told me that. But, you know, just kind of moved on. And I started this pattern of getting into, I, I, I say, ungodly relationships yeah. where, <laughs> oh, my gosh, Angela, I would ask God if this person was the one and he would show me and I would stay in the relationship. I mean, Mm. talk about drama and just, just not, just not avoiding what God is clearly Mm. showing me is not the right path. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I followed that. Oh man. It was relationship after relationship, I would say for a couple more years. And then it was, I call him Mr. Six and a Half Years. Mm-hmm. I was with him for six and a half years and um, I left. I left. Uh, I was tired of him. You know, we were in church and we were having sex. We were, mm-hmm. <laughs> we were saved and having sex. And I knew that that wasn't what I wanted. I, I, at the time, I did want to be married. Thank God I didn't marry him though. <laughs> Thank God I didn't marry any of them, uh, to be honest with you, because because I know that God has someone for me. And uh and I know that those were not the men. <laughs> they weren't the one. And so it's a funny thing because I left and I didn't look back. The moment when I even tried to look back, God just immediately blocked it. So mm-hmm. I just moved forward. And that was in 2010. And, I, and I'll tell you, that's when after six and a half years and you're expecting to, to get married and, and you, you envision this life and nothing happened, mm-hmm. you, something has to change and something did change. That is when I was just all in with God. I'm just like, I am going to be abstinent and um, I'm just all for you, God. I'm putting you first and I'm going to walk this Christian walk. Mm. The real, I'm going to walk the real Christian walk. (laughs) Now, was it a process then once you made that decision like, did your feelings have to catch up with that decision or, or how did that kind of happen? Cause I know there are so many women who can relate to what you're sharing, Absolutely. but we know, we, we know we're not in the will of God. We know we're making a choice right? and, and yet we can't seem to stop ourselves or help ourselves or we're, we're chasing love. We're chasing affection. We're chasing yes. that validation as a woman that so many of us crave. Right. So was it a, once you made that decision, was it a process then in your life for your feelings to catch up? Cause I think sometimes we wait until our feelings are there and they're not always cooperative the way we want them to be. I'd love to know how that fleshed out for you. Absolutely. It was definitely a process for me. I knew that it was over. <laughs> I hate to say years before it was actually over, hmm. and, you know, we we would want to abstain. He said that he did, but of course, really not. <laughs> and so I just reached a point 
um, sometimes you can look at the person. Like I said, I would I would ask God and he would show me things. Um, I'm a dreamer and he would show me things and I would just be looking at this man thinking like, oh my goodness, wow, what, what am I in? So that would turn me off. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that this person was running, you could see how valuable they would be in the kingdom mm-hmm. and they just had not stepped fully in. And if they're not fully in and I'm not fully in, what what are we doing? Mm. And then I, I just reached the point. It was just, it, it, it was, <laughs> I would say it was disgust. It was just, I realized that I wasn't the woman that God was calling me to be. Mm. And then when you realize that you are more supportive to someone else and you're not getting that in return as well, that was part of it too. So I realized that I was kind of holding myself back as well, not trying to shine. And that, that really ate away at me. And then I would say, finally, when I did try to kind of look back, We actually had dinner, and I got to tell you, talk about saying something stupid. (laughs) Uh, They actually, um, when I was thinking about getting back with them, they, no, it's been a while. Let me see if I can remember. They said something about, oh, well, you want more children. I'll be the godfather to your children. That's what it was. Mm -hmm. I was thinking, okay, if I throw my drink on you right now, walk away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think that would be just fine. Don't call me, I'll call you. Yes, yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I played it off and just, and you know, dinner ended and walked mm-hmm. away. Now, I will tell you that you can't be in a relationship for six and a half years and not be close to, to yeah. friends and family members, but a uh, family member did reach out to me, I would say about two years ago mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and and left me a message and said, God moved you from that situation for a reason. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you all the details right now, but basically you, you dodged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you were wise. Yes. <laughs> and, and then I wrote back, uh, don't I know it? He pushed me into my purpose. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And mm-hmm. and I mean, you you really discovered your worth and value in Christ. Because even though right. you were a believer, you knew right. you knew what God felt about you. It was not paramount. It sounds like it was clouded by this tangible love that you needed and wanted here on earth that was that was obscuring his his worth for you. Absolutely. You know, you said it earlier, we want to be valued, validated, we want to be loved. And that physical thing, you know, the, the, the having sex and, and it just clouds your judgment, Mm. like no other thing. You will stay in situations, like I said, you have no business being in, and you know that you have no business being in. We, we always really do know the truth and Mm. it's never going to go away. It's mm. never going to go away. It's the Holy Spirit. I, I know that now. Yeah. I know that now. Yep. So walk me through that season. Once you finally stepped out of that, what has your life looked like since you made that decision? So since I made that decision, I 
actually a little bit before I made that decision, God was, he was working on me. Mm-hmm. I, I was at this job. I, I worked at uh, CNN for 20 and a half years. And uh, it was, I was becoming unfulfilled. And it was a very draining job, although it was very rewarding and very fun. And so one day after a draining day, I said, I, I used to have conversations with God in the car. And I said, Lord, I know you have something else for me and this is not it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and shortly after that, I fell and broke my ankle. Mm. And I was out of work for three months on short-term disability. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that is when I realized a dream of mine. I wanted to be Oprah when I was a teenager. I wanted to be Oprah. She had the talk show. She had the the magazine, the store. And so mm-hmm. when I, I, I realized that, I said, well, you know, with this broken ankle, um, I had a plate and about six screws in my right ankle. I said, well, there'll be no talk show going on now. So I decided to do a store. And single mama with no drama was one of the things that the Holy Spirit dropped into my spirit. And I became a t-shirt vendor and I would sell my t-shirts every weekend somewhere. And so at one event, this woman, I didn't know that she was a prophetess. She she prophesied to me and she said, your t-shirts is your pulpit. Mm. And so I was like, oh, wow. And from then on, I became certified to be Uh, a life coach. And then the speaking happened. And then I started doing my own events. And, uh, and, and that's the way it happened. You know, I went back to work, but I had this fabulous company. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Thank you. It it made so much sense. though when, when um, God had said your t-shirts is your, is your pulpit. And he led me to the Christian life coach, the master life coach that certified me because I was always that person when I was working full time in at uh, my old job that would be in people's faces asking them what it is that you really want to do. What do you love? And if they told me a dream, oh, it, it was over. I would be on them about it. So that was something that was already present in me. And I didn't even know I had a business and people would get angry when they couldn't get in touch with me. And I would be like, what is this? What is going on? So that's when I realized how he, how he uniquely created me. Absolutely. And so what I found out is that was, I was a really good listener and that's rare. <laughs> I'm it fine. is rare. <laughs> and, and as a life coach and just working with women, mm-hmm. I'm a pastor's wife. So I have seen sadly that we can get very addicted to drama. We can think we don't want it, but it has a very addictive quality and you can even create drama when it isn't there. So I'm sure you've seen that to be the case. Maybe you've experienced that. How, why, why are we prone to do that? And how can we give us, I know it's probably a big answer, but give us one key into how we can move forward into a drama free life. Oh my goodness. I always say we have to put God first, put God first. It sounds so cliche, but it's so very true. Whenever we are doing things that are outside of the will of God, outside of what he teaches us, outside of his word, we are opening that door to the enemy, to the devil, to drama. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he will do. So it's 
man. Okay. So it could, it could be relationships. Um, It could, it could be not having uh, wise counsel around you. You know, we want to run to our girlfriends and sometimes our girlfriends aren't, I mean, listen, I had a neighbor who, who told me, when I told her about Mr. Six and a Half Years, she said, well, well, Kenya, he, I'm sure he loves you. And I was thinking, yeah, maybe, but that's not the one for me. We have to, and she meant well, but we have to watch out for, um, for people who yeah, who's speaking in, who are speaking into us, who yeah. are speaking into our lives. Absolutely. Because that makes a difference. And if we, if we don't know what the word of God says, if we don't know our worth, we're going to fall for anything. So put God first, please. And that's in every area of your life, every area, no area can go untouched. (laughs) I agree with that. So we put God first. And then how did you identify? I am stuck in this cycle of drama. I have to make changes. What was one step you took forward that maybe we could also take if we feel like I cannot get unstuck from this vicious cycle of drama? Absolutely. What I made the decision to, because sex makes us crazy and (laughs) love can make us crazy too, but sex makes us really crazy and Mm -hmm. takes us down paths that we never thought that we would be in (laughs) because Mm -hmm. of how deep the bond is. And, you know, God created sex. Sex is a beautiful thing in the bonds of marriage. Mm -hmm. So I knew for me that I had to, and I'm, I'm telling anyone that will listen, stop having sex. That Mm -hmm. is the secret. (laughs) Putting first, stop having sex. And it's a process, you know, nothing is uh, perfect at first, but you will enjoy the peace. You know, God talks about giving us the peace, his peace that surpasses all understanding man, (laughs) you will experience that peace when, Mm -hmm. when you've, when you've made the decision to stop uh, having sex. And, and I want to say just because you make that decision to be abstinent or to be celibate and you have a partner that, um, that you do that with as well, that agrees to that, it still doesn't mean that that could be the, that could be the person. Yeah, I was, uh, I wasn't really engaged to this person. He asked me and uh, to to marry him and I never said yes, but we were in, I said, okay, well, let's go to premarital class. And I got to tell you, Angela, that premarital class did exactly what it was designed to do, break us mm-hmm. up. And I'm so glad that it did because, and we did not have sex, but I tell you, it 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 made it easier to separate. Not that it wasn't hard, but I was kind of messed up for like a year because he, he ghosted even before ghosted was like, <laughs> was a thing. <laughs> wow. What he did was he stopped coming to the premarital class. Yeah. And that's very telling. Yes. It's very telling. So it, it showed me really how broken not only he was, but how, how broken we all are. Yeah, we are, you know, and we made that decision. He actually said it before me and I was like, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you this, this guy was a chef. I had been praying for that chef. Yay. You know, Mm -hmm. he could cook had custody of his daughters. Wow. Mm -hmm. Single dad, you know, Um, but still it wasn't the right one. Wasn't the right one. So you still have to use wisdom and, and, and just, 
watch it play out. Don't, as my dad would say, don't be pressed, you know, don't be, (laughs) don't be anxious. Just do what it is that you are supposed to do. And I was supposed to go through that class and yes, it hurt, but I tell you, I do a church shout, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you know, because it did not work out. I can't Mm -hmm. even imagine what I would be going through right now because he still needed to heal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's so wise because we think for me being married now for 28 years, we think if we get married, maybe that will, that will fix the broken things, but two broken halves don't make a whole. They just make two broken halves. So you want to bring a full, as healthy of a best self you can to the table. Mm. Granted, we're never going to be perfect and we will be able to strengthen each other. But to think that somehow this, I can fix this once, once we're married, that's a myth. And the enemy always has a counterfeit plan and the counterfeit seems good at first. And then, like you said, as you start to get deeper into it, it starts to reveal, hey, he's not going to make it to this premarital class, or he's going to push you to have sex, or I'm going to feel pressed to make decisions that then are not going to be healthy for me. And I know that you even teach on abstinence. You teach on the soul ties that come through that. And the value, I know it's difficult, but the value of saying, listen, this, the enemy knows that God created that to be such a strong soul tie, which is why he uses it really as a weapon against this. Speak a little bit to the fact that you teach on that and what your thoughts are. Absolutely. So um, it's it's a bond. It's a bond and it could be a manipulative bond. Um, It's just so, you, you just get so wrapped up in everything when you're in an ungodly soul tie. And so I think about when you said counterfeit, I I think about when, when I went on the first date with one of the, one of the people who I had a soul tie with and he was counterfeit, mm-hmm. <laughs> but maybe we could talk about that a little later, but getting back <clears throat> to soul ties, it can just, you can just get so wrapped up in that and they're really hard to break. So what I always say is that you have to get, once you make a decision to leave the soul tie, leave the person, you have to get rid of everything connected. Mm. Uh, Everything that was connected to you and that person, gifts, clothing, anything, because that can help keep the soul tie in place. You want to definitely repent as well. You ask for forgiveness And uh, you want to forgive yourself. That's the most, Mm. that's the hard thing right there because you see all the signs and you see that you didn't know your worth from the very beginning. And um, so you want to forgive yourself and you want to repent. Definitely. You definitely Mm -hmm. have to repent. And like I said, have that honest conversation with God and, and just turn away, turn away from the behavior. God will do the rest. He really will. That's true. What have you seen as a reward for that kind of a life? And it might sound like someone might be saying abstinent. How can I do that? Or I'm so tired of waiting or, but we know the danger of drama. We know how destructive it can be. Or like you said, these unhealthy soul ties, relationships that keep us from our best, God's best, 
But what have you seen on the flip side of like, here's, you mentioned peace, the peace that we get that we could never otherwise have. What's just a practical way that you've experienced a reward for this kind of lifestyle? Wow. Well, I would say my, my daughter, first and foremost, mm. first thing put, putting God first is just awesome. And you really see, he loves us, but you really start, like you said, the rewards from doing that. But I would say, uh, my daughter and, you know, she, <laughs> in, 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 in one relationship in particular, she didn't like the person and we need to, those of us with children, we need to really um, pay attention to our children because mm-hmm. they see things that we do not see. And mm-hmm. one of these, uh, the six and a half years, my daughter didn't care for him. Now she grew to love him because he was around for so long. Sure, That was a sign. So I would say a drama free <laughs> life for her growing up, because when we're in situations that we should, that we should not be in, that is not of the will of God, I mean, my daughter saw me sharing a bed with a man that was not my husband. Yeah. And. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And like you said, I, that's the places you have to say, I, I forgive myself and I want to be free from that. Yeah. I still get choked up about that. Mm. And with, with women, you know, we want what we want, but we have to think about the children. We mm. have to think about the children. Mm. And quite often, you know, we don't, we don't think about the children. That's really powerful. And it's a very selfless approach. And we have a, we're in a very selfish society. So we don't want to necessarily think about either the long-term consequences. My husband, I went through counseling many years ago at a wonderful center for, especially for couples in ministry, Mm -hmm. just to kind of recharge, reconnect, reestablish some things. And they challenge us to think no matter what decision you're about to make, positive or negative, there is always a cost. It's going to cost you time or energies or resources. And in what you're describing, it can cost you. It's still painful for you to talk about these moments. So the beauty of what God's grace is, yes, he can, his grace covers all of those things, but he really doesn't want us to have to live with the pain Right. That you're describing. If we can right. make the decisions on the front end, we are spared some of the pain. However, if we're not spared that pain, we can live in his grace, his mercy, his forgiveness, yes. and his promise yes. of what is still to come in front of us. Absolutely. And just embrace it. And, you know, you just say, okay, I did that. It's all right. Romans 8.28. And we know... <laughs> You know, he, he works it out for our good, all things, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you are called, so he's going to work it out. He's going to use everything. He's going to use everything. So he, he's been using everything and, mm-hmm. and, and the peace and, and my daughter being happy and healthy and a, a, a business from, yeah. from this pain. So let's talk about your business for a minute, how people can find you. I know they can find you on your website, single mama with no drama dot com right yes so when they when they head over there after they listen to this podcast what will they find 
So you will find uh, a little bit about me, my life, and and how I came to be a certified life coach, uh, the tons of relationships (laughs) and the details (laughs) about those relationships. You'll also find a a free CD uh, download, uh, The Seven Self-Sabotaging Behaviors Mm. Women Must Avoid. That's my CD that they can get for free. And Angela, what I found interesting is that when I started this company, um, I didn't expect to get um, married women. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Along with moms and, and, and well, single moms and singles, because I help women find their purpose on the road to their destiny, all women want to find their purpose. So I also, not only do I coach uh, single moms and singles, I coach married moms as well and married women because I teach purpose. And Mm. that's the thing I enjoy most. And uh, prayerfully that exudes off the pages when you guys will. (laughs) I love it. Website and visit. And I mean, if you decide that if you think that you may want to work with me, I, I, uh, I have a discovery session that form that you can fill out there. Um, so not only do I help women in toxic relationships and things of that nature, I'm about getting rid of any kind of distraction. Mm. And so if God has placed on the inside of you to write a book, I help women uh, birth those books. I help them uh, birth businesses as well, the beginning stages, and just just uh, anything that he has put on the inside of you, whatever is keeping you back from being the woman that God has called you to be. That's I'm <laughs> You're a spiritual midwife. You're birthing <laughs> things all over the place. And I was thinking about even married women, how many married women are lonely or they're feeling even a sense of profound sadness, even within the walls of their marriage, or maybe their, their own purpose has become kind of eclipsed. You know, we end up just doing all the things, raising our kids and our husbands and our jobs. Right. And, and maybe the, the deep desires of our heart that the Lord has placed there. Yes. You get lost in the middle of all of that. Exactly. You can lose yourself. And, and I tell them, you know, we don't talk about the husbands because I'm not, I, I've never been married and I'm not a marriage counselor. So we don't, we don't go there. Yeah. I mean, I do refer them to uh, my church because we have a wonderful marriage counseling ministry there. But uh, that's another thing that you have to be careful about when you're a coach. You have to know when people uh, need counseling versus mm, coaching. That's yeah. good. But absolutely, you can get lost. We all can get lost. Married women can get lost being everything for everybody else, just like single moms. And and mm-hmm. so I, I love to to uh, just really discover it. God does the work. He does the unlocking. I'm just the vehicle. You know what? I love to dig deep down inside. You know, what is, I mean, it starts as simple as what is it when you, uh, what is it that you wanted to be when you were a kid? I mean, those are one of the, that's one of the questions. And so it's really fun for me. Mm, I love it. And if you're not watching this on YouTube, her face just lights up. Your face lights up when you talk about your daughter and when you talk about the way you're empowering women to be who they're called to be. So single mama with no drama, I'll put that in my show notes. I'm going to have you pray for us in just a minute, but I always like to ask this fun question. Then I'll ask if there's anything else that you would want to share that we didn't get to, but when you get to heaven, other than Jesus, 
what person in the Bible do you want to sit down and get the scoop from? And what is it that you want to ask them? I would have to say Moses, because I I would want to ask him how, okay, first of all, did you ever want to quit? No, first of all, how did you do it? Mm. How did you do it? I'm thinking 40 years in the wilderness after year one. I mean, and then I I thought about all of the personalities, all those people, (laughs) leading all those people complainers and the you you we think we have complainers around us now oh my gosh how did you do it and stay sane yeah and one year we had this pandemic going on one year plus right imagine 40 40. of this dragging on situation unbelievable and and then we found out that it was only supposed to take maybe like 11 days or something like that that's a couple weeks that will mess you up. So uh, <laughs> yes, that's who, that's why I want to sit down mm-hmm. and, and have a com- a real talk conversation with, I, you, you know, know I'm not hundred percent surprised by that because as a single mom, you have carried single moms. I love the single moms. I remember one year for Valentine's, we gave all of our single moms flowers and uh-huh. I tried to call them all this last year. And you know, Valentine's Day always kind of sticks out to me that I think yeah. about happy gallant, happy Galentine's Day <laughs> to all of my Galentine friends. Right. But to think about the weight that you carry as a single mom, sometimes when my husband's not with me and yeah. I just think, oh, it makes my heart hurt sometimes. And it makes me stop and say a prayer mm-hmm. for the women who find themselves, whether through divorce, whether through they've never married whether through being a widow, whatever the situation that they find themselves single, maybe unexpected, maybe not, maybe uninvited singleness, or it's a season of singleness that God would help us to be content in whatever circumstance we find ourselves in. Right. You brought that up contentment. I mean, that is so vital. It, I, I wasn't released from my job. You know, God called me off of that job after 20 20 and a half years and I was I was afraid, but it didn't happen and I wanted to leave. I desperately wanted mm-hmm. out. Um it didn't happen until I was content. Mm. It didn't happen until I was content. Uh this business um being content single. That's a huge one right there. Being content being single just the way I am never been married who knows what will happen yeah that contentment is everything nothing ever um I I I would like to say God rewards contentment (laughs) I believe he does (laughs) nothing happens until you are content Mm. where you are that's when things move that's so true that's so good one other thing Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just thinking we can all relate to that, whether we're single, married, whatever, we all can wrestle with this struggle of contentment and feeling like God, this, I forget what scripture is. It says your boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places, meaning I'm going to accept and receive with gladness and contentment, the situation that I'm in right now. And rather than yearning, like you said earlier, for something different. God, help me. Paul even said, I have learned 
This is a process of learning the secret yes. to be content in any and all circumstances. And when we can quote it, yes. man, to live it, it is really can be so challenging to say, yes. Jesus, help me to be content with your will for my life and not, not to take matters in my own hands because I'm not happy with what you're giving me. Oh boy. When we put our hands in it, boy, do we mess it up. Yeah, <laughs> You're supposed to do, this is the lesson everything that God told you to do the way that God told you. That's to do good, it. Kenya. That's so, it. Thank you. Well, so I'll invite you to pray over us, especially any woman who is yet to really fully discover their worth yes. to know who they are in Christ so that they can step free from the drama, the counterfeit plan of the enemy and step fully into the destiny that God has for them. Yes. Amen. Amen. Oh God, we just thank you so much. This is the day that you have made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we thank you so much for getting us up this morning, getting us on our way, God. Thank you for being a way maker, a miracle worker, a promise keeper, lights in the darkness, God. That is who you are. God, I thank you for this um, podcast, God. I thank you for Angela, God. I thank you for uh, her answering the call, Father God, uh, for the kingdom, God. Lord Jesus, I ask your blessing over every single person that is listening to this right now, Father. They didn't know that they would be listening, Father, but there was something about this call that drew them in, Father. I ask that you would make every crooked place straight in their lives in the name of Jesus, God. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for their life. I thank you for their purpose, God. I thank you that you are calling them right now, God. I thank you that they will no longer be able to run because of what they heard on this call today, God. Whether it's jumping into their purpose, God, and you unlocking that, whether it's escaping from an ungodly soul tie, whether it's waking up and doing the same thing day after day, and, and and not finding uh, meaning in their life, God. Help them to connect with you. Help them to call out to you, God, because you are the creator of all things. You created them and you gave them purpose, God. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the healing also that is taking place today, God. As I stretch out my hand of faith, God, I ask that you would heal the women physically, emotionally, and mentally right now in the name of Jesus, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, God, and that whoever is around them and whatever is around them, God, that is not of your will, that it will be removed right now in the name of Jesus, every friend, every TV show that they're watching, God, everything, God, that is not of you, please remove it right now in the name of Jesus, God. Give them your peace, God. You promised to give us peace that surpasses all understanding, God. They may have tried everything else, God. Help them to try you, God. So we thank you for that today, God. We thank you for their deliverance, God. We thank you for their salvation, God. And we thank you for their for that peace, God, that you promised to give us, God. And we just ask that you would give them direction, Lord Jesus. Show them where you want them to go, God, not where their parents want them to go, not where their friends want them to go, not even where they want to go, God. 
Send the people in their lives, God, uh, to show them the ones that you have sent, God. And you, God, you whisper that, 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 Help them to hear you, Lord Jesus, if they've never heard your voice before, that still small voice, God, showing them which way to go. Your word says to uh, trust you with all of our hearts, lean not to our own understanding, and in all our ways acknowledge you, and you promise to direct our paths. So we thank you for the testimonies in advance, God. We are excited for what you are going to do in each and every listener that is listening here today. We thank you and we love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and give thanks. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg Yao PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit angeladonadio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.